0: you're about to listen to a sermon by Reverend John Cramper, head pastor of the Shekinah Temple of the International Central Gospel Church, Akosumbu. We hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 to 7 Is raised. This is Paul speaking by the Spirit of God. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Louise and your mother Eunice. And I'm persuaded it's in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7, verse 7. What I'm going to talk about is in verse 7. For God has not given us A spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. I repeat the verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. This passage is talking about when Paul was speaking Or sends a message to Timothy. He called Timothy his son in the Lord. His son, not because he gave birth to him biologically, but his son because in the Lord he brought him up. He helped him to grow in the Lord, and Timothy was committed to Paul and the things of God. He followed Paul. As a matter of fact, Timothy was not a Jew. Timothy was a, what do you call, a, 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 a Greek. Then put it that way. When I say Greek, you understand me. That's all. Let me put that word. Because that's what the statement says. And so, at the point, people didn't even want Timothy to get closer and get into the ministry. But then Paul said, No, I could see something in this young man. And so, Bible says, He said that I call remembrance the way, um, what do you call it, your grandmother was. The grandmother was a good Christian. And then he imparted the same good Christianity into the mother. And then the mother also passed it on to the, grand, to the son. So it means from the grandmother and goes to the mother and then goes to Timothy. And as a matter of fact, that is what we have to learn to do as Christians as you grow. You must impart your Christian life into. The generation that after you, not only for your children, but other, but for your children, they must always pray that God will grant them that grace. Hallelujah! And then Paul went on to say that he served the law with his pure conscience and remember how the forefathers this and all those things. But he was saying something in verse six. He said, "I persuade you, and what is in Christ Jesus, so. I'm persuaded that you are also the same way." And then he said that I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. In other words, there was a gift of God in the life of Timothy being so young, but Timothy was not using it. He said, I'm remembering you. I'm telling you there is something inside you. Something inside you. You are leaving that thing outside. You are just despising it. You are not using it. You can't have what God has given to you to be come to pass unless what God has put in you, you use it. And then verse 7, he said, for God, meaning that there was something. He said, for God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear, but of power and of a love and of a sound mind. That is what God has given to us. So I'm talking on what I've entitled... The spirit of power. I'm not saying my topic, right? Okay, so the spirit of power. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but spirit of power. Love. Sound mind. Power is just ability to do or to do something. And according to this scripture, it means that God has given us three important things. And that is power, love, and sound mind. I'm not going to talk all about them, but I'm talking about the power. The gift of the spirit of power. When I say the spirit of power, I'm not talking about the anointing. The Holy Ghost coming upon you and you say, I have the power. And then you begin to shake. That is not what I'm talking about. Then we are, that one we are talking about God's power, but here you could see that God was differentiating the difference between His power and what He has deposited in us. Just as Timo, Paul was reminding Timothy, something is in you; there is a deposit of something important in your life. Now, for you to just understand me better. When the Bible is saying that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power. Meaning that fear is something that can also come into your life. I'll talk about fear later. And when fear comes, that gift or the spirit of power, the love and the sound mind doesn't work. When you are afraid, it affects your mind. You don't have a sound mind. When fear is at work in your life, (coughs) you are afraid to love. You can't love. Many people don't love. And the Bible even says that love has no fear. When people are afraid of somebody, they can't love the person. And when fear is working actively in your life, the attitude of power, the spirit God has put in you that you have energy, strength to do something is gone. Why? Because anytime you want to attempt, you say, no, I'm afraid I will fail. No, this, man, this thing will not work. No, this thing, something will happen. There is always negative thought that tells you that every step that you are going to take will not work. Meanwhile, it is this spirit of power that God has deposited in you that moves you to do certain things. But because of fear, you can't do it. So, the Bible is giving us the spirit of fear for us to understand. If we are not careful, we think we love, but fear is at work. We may think that you have sound mind, but you don't have sound mind. Because fear is taking control over your life. And fear is ruling so many people and fear is causing a whole lot of havoc. People cannot love, people cannot get close to people because they are afraid. Why? Because I heard that she said this and that and that about me, so I'm afraid. People cannot have even love. He can't have sound mind. The sound mind simply means having a way in your mind, doing right thing or doing what you have to do. Nothing tracks your mind. You are free in mind sometimes we don't have it. If we are not able to understand and look at these three important things in our lives, we cannot do what God wants us to do. In other words, you will become like Timothy. The spirit of power is inside you to do so many things. But you can't move. You can't do it. You are afraid. Either you will fail, they will laugh at you, or something different will happen to you. All because you are afraid of the outcome of your steps. Whatever you are going to do, you say, no, this thing will not work. And when you learn to walk in the truth, with the God has given to you, and walk in it, and walk in it well, and live with it, and say, this is what God says, I am. This is what God has said concerning me. This is what God is thinking about me, so that I know I must live in that, I must walk in that. Then you will become a successful Christian. In your Christian life, you will see that you become successful. We fail in our Christian life, we try to fall down and we try to try to struggle to survive. Many Christians today are striking, just trying to survive. But you don't need to struggle to survive as a Christian because so much is in you. So much is in you. God has put so many things in you and the spirit of power does a lot of things. The spirit of power deals with our sense of inadequacy and that is where most of the time we have the problem. Most of the times. Our inadequacy gives us that fear. Gives us that fear. And that is what the spirit of power deals with. Yes, I don't have it then, so what? Yes, I don't have this. I'm not strong to do this. I don't have that thing to do, but ask yourself, what happened inside your heart? What really took place? There was something that came into your heart. Something was pushing you. That is why you said to yourself, I want to do this. I want to learn this. I want to go to school. I want to achieve this. I want to do this. But when the spirit of fear just comes to you, he terminates everything. He terminates everything. So, it deals with that. Your inadequacy. And three ways the spirit of power works. One, let me read this scripture before you understand me better. In Ephesians chapter three, verse twenty to twenty-one, Paul gave us some a few insight. In fact, if you want to get the more information, start from verse fifteen. He said, "Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly." Above all that we ask or think. And look at what he continues. He says what? According to the power that works in us. Not according to the power that works in God. Because he already has the power. And he started with saying that to him who is able. The word that is simply explaining the, how powerful God is. So, when he said according to the power that works in us, it didn't mean according to the power that works in God. God has the power already. There's power in you. Like I said earlier this year, I said sometimes God is in you, God is at work with you, but you think unless you travel to mountains so, so and so, and then you see God there, God has always been with you. It's simply your isolation, concentration, and focus. It makes you think that oh, God is on this mountain, God is here. Yes, in the Old Testament, God will come to them once a while and leave. He comes, he appears, and go. He comes, he appears, and go. He speaks to them and he goes. But in the New Testament, he's staying in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Always. So he's always with you. That is it. And verse 21, he said, To him be gloried in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. So, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that works in you, not in your pastor. Not in your mother, not in your friend. When they do that, they are adding their faith to your faith. But according to the power that works in you, that's what I call the spirit of power. God has deposited that spirit in you. He knows you can do it. It is possible. I don't want to go ahead. Now, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, when Paul was talking about how Jesus was exalted high above every name and every dimension of his name, every knee should bow, when he was finishing, it is what he said. In the verse 12, he said, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling with fear and trembling and my English teacher died very early but the letter one I've learned gives me understanding with the Bible studies that you will see that the verse 12 is not a full stop amen he said for meaning that because of this I have said for God Work out your own salvation for God. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. God is working in you. That is the power that is at work in you. He gives you the energy to do things. So he said you can work out your own salvation. Whether I'm there or not, you can work out your own salvation. You can stand and pray. And God will hear you. You can read the scriptures and be strong. You can cast at the enemy yourself. You can cast at the devil. You can lay hands on that sick in your body yourself, because God is at work in you, both to will and to do His good pressure. He is at work in you. It means that the things you do that you think you could not do, you can do them. You don't do them because you think you could do them, but it is God who is making you doing them. I've said so many things. I hope you understand it. Because that is the power. The spirit of power in you. So I say one, this is how the ways it work. That power in you. The first one is called power within. Power within. What is power within? Power within is, this, is the strength that cannot be seen physically. In other words, you can't see this strength physically. Because I know what I'm talking about. People are saying, man say, who show me, thing, who say, But those of us here, if we have to ask, how many of you, when you got born again, You felt there was a shaking, a shaking, a shaking, a shaking, a shaking. Then you got to know, now I am born again. The day you accepted Jesus Christ. We may find very few people. Very, very few. Okay? Assuming you want to talk about electricity power. Which one should I use? Whatever cable that is around, the cable is lying there just like that. You may not see any power in it. Physically, you won't see any power in the cable. Am I right? But let the bare cable be there and go and touch it. Okay? So the bare cable will be there like that. You will see, oh, this one is a copper. And then, because the light is on, the power is already running through it. That's what... You have a shock. That is it. Somebody will say, just assuming like um, the dam we we are here. So the dam that actually produces energy, gives us the power and all those things. Many at times I know when you go, they say you. This is what supply the whole Ghana the electricity. Ah, ne ah. Uh, yeah, you see you. and then you go down and they will take you through the tema and they teach you, they, they show you how the tema and all those things or whatever energy produces, they will say all oh, they will even simplify that thing to, for you to understand but physically mm-hmm, it, doesn't, it doesn't click are you understanding me? But then when you just move up from even the an underground and come up and they switch on the light, hey, then the light is there. Or try to maybe touch something which you are not supposed to touch. You will have the experience. That is how it is. We are full of power. There's power in us. And so as you walk about, people may not see the physical power in you. I'm not talking about being macho because people are macho but there is nothing inside them. That's what I'm talking about. God has said that he said, I did not give you the spirit of fear. I'm surprised. Sometimes we are we 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 even exude fear. Hey, when the true power is what think as I show, but when the power is who, I show. So all the time we are walking there's power in you, power to do things, power to go about and succeed in what you want to achieve in life. But because you don't see it and you want to feel it before, no, you may not feel it. Amen. You may not feel it. That is what I'm talking about. That is that strain. You see, it, it cannot be seen physically, but it is working. There was a song we used to sing Something on the inside. Is working on the outside. Huh? Something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a joy in my life. Something on the inside is working on the outside. You see, so there is always something working inside of you. God's power. He deposited in you. He has given you that power. He has given you the grace. And he said, you can do this. And it's always at work in you. There's so much power of God inside us to manifest his glory everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Even when you are eating, that power, that power, that spirit of power is inside you. When you are eating, it's inside you. To do things. Gives you, brings you something. And then you think about it. You say, yes, this can be done. The power. So on the inside or on the outside, people look at you. Don't worry. It's working inside of you. It's working inside of you. As you walk about, say to yourself, I'm just like the, 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 the what do you call the hydro power. Yes, people may not see me that there's power in me. But something is working in me. I know it is working in me. And I'm going to share you, tell you how you can see them, use them. The next thing I will say is that another way is the power at work. Okay? So we use all these them Power at work. This is ability to do what seems impossible. It is at work. He makes you do it. Things that seems impossible. No, this one, no, 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 no. I can't do it. I can't do it. This is what I call I call it, this is the power this power helps us to will and to do. It gives us a can Do spirit. The power of execution. In other words, this is what tells you that I can do it. I can do it. It gives you that spirit. It gives you that motivation. It gives you that mind. It gives you that energy. It gives you that encouragement. I can do it. Note this. Anytime somebody sits before you and say, oh, I can't do this. Oh, me, me, I can't do this thing. And you tell, no, you can do it. Ask the person, what happens to the person? Transformation takes place. Why? Because that word has connected to what is inside the person already. And the more you keep on saying, I can do it. You got encouragement, you get boldness, you see inside you, there's a kind of power coming into you and you see that you say, no, yes, I can do it. It is possible. It is possible. It is possible. That is the spirit God has given to us. The believer should not leave us if that he's always working as a defeated person. You have to look at yourself and say that, yes, this one, (laughs) physically it seems impossible. But with God, it is possible. So when Jesus said that with men, all things are impossible. But with God, he said what? It is possible. It's so easy for him to do it. I can do spirit. That is it. And this power gives you that strength for you to execute it. If you say I can do it, at the end you will execute it. You will bring it to pass. You will stretch yourself. The power in us always stretches you. So when it's time for you to stretch yourself and learn more, don't be afraid. When it's time for you to do extra, go extra, minor, don't be afraid because the power is in you. It will stretch you. It will cause you to get there. It gives you that a can do spirit so you can execute it and bring it to pass. It's the power. Is the power. The other thing, the third thing is that the power that exceeds. As we read, we see that exceedingly power. Having ability to expand beyond limits. So, in other words, your limits, you don't look at the limits and then you say, this is where I should end. No. This one gives you some kind of strength, the energy for you to go beyond that. That is all. I say the power in us enables us to do things beyond our imagination. Have you one day just sat down or you can go back in your own memory and say, ah, ah, what did I do? Do, what did I do? Ah, so I did this. Sometimes after doing something and they are telling you that you've done well, you look back, ah, it's you. I was once working with somebody on my laptop, and then there was something we are transferring it. We, can, we don't know what to do. The person sat down. I said, oh, so Pastor, let me do this. And just start getting and didn't work. I said, Ah, how did you get this? Ah, Pastor, I don't know. Sometimes that is what happens to me. That's the power. And I'm going to make a statement. Don't forget this. Ideas that God drops in your mind, I don't want to go to the heart so that I become more spiritual for you. <laughs> because sometimes when I say things, some of you take it spiritually, you don't understand. Ideas that comes to your mind, they carry the power itself to achieve that idea. I hope you got it. You didn't got it. Sorry, I should you repeat it. Ideas that drop in your mind, they carry the power to do Things themselves. That's all. In other words, when you get the idea that you can sell this and make a profit out of it, that idea has its own power to achieve that thing. So don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. That That's the power that emanates from us. Let me ask a question if even an unbeliever can have an idea and he becomes successful, he believes it and he begins to run with it and become successful. How much more you, the Christian? It's in us. The spirit of power. It works in its own way, and you have no idea what it can help you to achieve in life. So never look down on yourself. Never. Never. It is not you doing it. That is the point. The power that it sees goes beyond your limit. It is not you doing it. No, not you at all. But it is Christ in you. Which we say the hope of what? Glory. The hope of glory. And when you are talking about hope, you are talking about something which has not happened now. But something yet to come to pass. And so when it comes to you and God is pushing you, that power is pushing you, He is going to do it. That power within you will be able to bring that into to pass. It is not you. It is not you. So don't think that, oh, how am I going to do it? And I have to struggle to do it. And no, 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 no. No, 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 no. And in the same way, sometimes we think when God gives us an idea or something we have to do and we don't have money. And I mean, it's a no And I mean, it's a no People have started businesses and they become big business tycoons. They started without money. They start without money. And I said something some time ago this year, but I want to repeat it. Great things, most of times, are not done by great people. It's just the ordinary people that make great things and they become great people. That's all. If you don't leave the threshold of ordinary, you can become great. And you always need to take a step of it. That is it. God is the hope of your glory. Christ is the hope of your glory. So God will cause you to achieve this. Hallelujah. How do you use this spirit of power? How to use it? I read from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. He says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. But our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Why? He said, for the letter kills, the flesh will kill. But the Spirit does what gives life. It's not because we are of ourselves, we are sufficient of ourselves, not because of what you have. No, what you have cannot bring that thing into into reality. It is the spirit of God. Your sufficiency is of Christ. Your sufficiency is of Christ. That is your inadequacy. If you want to look at your inadequacies, you cannot do anything. So look at the sufficiency of Christ. That is what Paul was saying. I have not done anything extreme. I am not a miraculous person. I am not an angel. But my sufficiency is of Christ. I don't think of myself of achieving anything by myself. But my sufficiency is of Christ. It is God who gives you the sufficiency to achieve great things. That's what I'm talking about—the power that works in you. so, what do you do? The first thing I said is that stop looking. Stop looking at, at your heart. Inadequacy. Oh, me ne me ne you? Me cry de bippy ka cry na ma bro. Oh, eh ya breni? Vyasi mumpa de yo what to see so when and be Hey that so and you try to just give yourself all kinds of analysis to justify your inadequacy. And listen to me, the more you do that, the more the devil gets happy. He said, Yes, he, he himself even knows about it. I will push it more, I'll push it more, I will add more. And by the time you realize that which came into your spirit that you are so confident that you can make it, everything begins to shrink like, like, like a balloon They you have put some needle in it. But watch this. You will say to yourself, you just said it without thinking about it. But after some time, that thing pops up in your spirit again. God is at work in you. So you stop looking at your inadequacies. I'm not sufficient. I don't have enough. I cannot do it. I am a young person. I am this and that. I am this and that. I was once telling somebody that listened to me, (laughs) success in life, as a Christian, God does not look at it. At your age and the time he calls you. Or was to the person even in terms of ministry. Because it depends on how and the time God calls you. He called Abraham at the age of 70, 75 years. He called David when he was 17 years. You are unique. You are special. When you understand these principles of life, you don't worry yourself how somebody succeeds early and how you, you think you are delaying. There is no delay in your life. Maybe a time hasn't come. For the manifestation of it, it doesn't mean that there is a delay in your life. So sometimes we look at all these things and we say, I can't do this and I don't have this. Every day you wake up, you see some kind of inadequacy in your life. And in a say I no So say you are doing your best calculation. Making a proof. Convincing the person who is listening to you. For the person to have sympathy with you. But thank God you don't come to me with that. And then you go free. Those of you you know it. You just come out listening to you, everything. One hour cry, I will listen to you. Then I will just give you a soft answer. And you yourself, you, bring, you calm down. You realize, oh, no, that is not what you are thinking. It doesn't matter how long things work for you. It doesn't matter what goes around you. It is God at working in you. You must look at it that my sufficiency is not myself. I'm not sufficient. I don't have it all. I know I have certain things which may drag me back but I take my strength from God. He is my strength. And that is the second point. That project is the second point for me. Depend on God's strength. You want to use this power in you? Learn to depend on the strength of God. The work is difficult. They are putting pressure on you. They are demanding so much on you. Yeah! Depend on the strength of God. If I'm telling the time I slept today, <laughs> I didn't, I'm not talking about the time I slept yesterday. The time I slept today. And I'm preaching and people with, "Ah, Pastor, are you normal? I am correct. <laughs> I slept around 5 a.m. I woke up 7 a.m. Because I have to travel and go and do nationwide. I mean, ICGC things. Came in later, I have to still sit down and prepare. It. Sometimes when I do that, then I'm sitting in the chair, then my, my, my my mouse will click sometimes. Hey, what am I doing? Hey. But you see, I depend on the strength of God. It's the strength of God that will let that power work through you. But if you always want to look at your own strength, you look at, the moment you look at your inadequacy, oh, you will look at your strength. You will depend on your strength. You will say, oh, no. Just look at the strength of God. And the last one, the last one, I say, let faith lead. Let faith lead. Let faith lead you. Let faith take control over those things you see. The negative things. The shortcomings, the inadequacy, just let faith lead. When faith is leading, there's no way for fear. There's no way for fear. Power will show forth. Power will come forth. Power will be at work. That attitude who will say, it is possible. I can do it. I can make it. I know my God is alive. I know this can be done. I don't care whether I have money or not. At the right time, God is going to accomplish that thing. It is just a moment of time. Just give me one day. Just give me two days. Just give me one year. Just give me six months. Just give me three months. Just give me five years. You will see what God will do. Because my faith tells me that it is possible. So I can do it. When faith is leading, it stops all controversy. It breaks the protocol of the enemy. The processes he has put in place. The schemes he has put in place. The shadow time he has put in place to attack you. Faith will override them. But if you don't move by faith, you don't move by the strength of God. You don't move by—I mean, look at, stop looking at your inadequacies. Listen to me. All the schemes and the plans and all those things the enemy has put in place—he, I—they are going to come to pass because the enemy planned very well. He knows things very well, except that God surprises him. And God will surprise the enemy when you allow faith to lead. He will surprise him. When you allow faith to lead. So this afternoon or this morning, it's the morning, I want us to just be on our feet and let's do a little prayer, just a small prayer of faith. Bring down your inadequacies. Your sufficiency is of God. Just open your mouth and talk to God. Just open your mouth and talk to God. Stop looking at your inadequacies. Where you are coming from. What you don't have, and what you cannot do, put them down. Thank you, Jesus. Just open your mouth and talk to Him. Just open your mouth. If you're speaking to us, speak in tongues. We're glad you made time to listen to this sermon. For more of these messages, please search for Reverend John Crampa on Google Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ICGC Shekinah. Stay blessed.